The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to High Tea with Carla Stilwell, a current affairs and pop culture panel discussion series focusing on black women's issues. Starring Carla Stilwell, featuring Tamara Anderson and Nicola Blaze. Here's your MC, Carla Stilwell. Welcome to High Tea with Carlos Stillwell, exclusively on poppychuloradio.com, poppychulo radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, October 3rd, 2016, and I am your hostess, Carla Stillwell. This is the premiere episode of High Tea. Yay! Ooh, ow, 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 ow! So I need you, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> to come in, have a seat at my table, put on your white gloves and pick up your teacups because inside this podcast, the tea might be black, it might have milk, it might be herbal, and some of these ladies might have a flask, but I can guarantee you this tea will always be piping hot. Hi mm-hmm. Tea is your new home for the biggest news stories and politics, black issues, women's issues, and pop culture. Now let me introduce the other guest at my table, the amazingly talented, wonderful, beautiful Tamara Anderson. Hey! And the delectable, delightful Michaela Blaze. Hello, everyone. Before we begin, here's uh, our announcer with just a few reminders on how you, that's you out there listening, can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PCR. Hi, T. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for High Tea with Carla Stilwell and subscribe. Thank you, announcer. Now it is time, dear peoples, for our first sips of the evening at our round table, our spitfire round about all of these things that are going on in the news. Hunties, let me tell you, every time I updated this script, Donald Trump pulled some more chicanery <laughs> it the, like the, the news wire was piping hot all day oh, so I, 
all day like it's just full chicanery so when last we were with you lovely people um we were online while the debates were going on so we have not as a group had the opportunity to debrief about these debates Mikaela, your thoughts wow the debates <laughs> um i thought there was a whole lot of dull going on but i mean you know it was every it was like the best of twitter though um the milk cartons <laughs> with where is lester holt um uh he's lost like his hairline all of those things were spectacular um yes. i also thought that hillary did a good job she she was she got a little bit snarky i always want her to be way more snarky she she threw some smirks in there she had her little jibs and jabs and you know trump came out like he usually does like a third grader not true mm -hmm. Yeah, that was happening. Tomorrow, your thoughts about the debate? Oh, well, you know, as usual, I thought Hillary was very prepared. You know, she I I think it was just interesting. He used um he used two bigger words than usual. And um I was like, "Oh, wow. Look, he jumped into like a 6th grade vocabulary." And then he went back to like what he usually does. And it just continued as funny as it was, it still stops me in my tracks that it's real that he's a candidate because he's really dumb. And it's just really like he's dumber than most. I mean, like we used to make jokes about quail and all that stuff, but this is, this is like this. He's like a complete idiot. Like, you know, he's like, I don't know. He's scary dumb. Yeah. He's scary. It's scary yeah. that he's in the position he's in. It's frightening that there's people cheering him on. It's laughable. I, I mean, it's like a Saturday Night Live skit. Alec Baldwin. Except it's, it's, except, it's, right, except it's, this, except it's real. Right, you're like, this is oh, what wow. I was going to say about this whole thing. The most interesting thing about that debate was the Saturday Night Live sketch. Because the, it was the, bad. the shit was so, the debate was so laughable that they literally did a whole sketch and did not change any of the words that that man used. Exactly. Most of everything Alec Baldwin said was lifted completely from the debate. And that's gross <laughs> and scary <laughs> and frightening. I mean, because it again, I, there's nothing new. Hillary was prepared. What, what did you call her last... Uh, you called her PTA mom. Like she was totally prepared. She had all her mm -hmm, folders. That's right. Yes, they were color coded. They were in the binder. Yes, they were. Like she was yeah. ready. And she then was ready. that she was so ready, in fact, she sucker punched his ass twice. The two greatest sucker punches of the night. Now bring them up because they sent this fool into a spiral. How easily baited is a grown man when you tell him? Oh, well, you know, you're only successful because your dad gave you $14 million to start your business. He <laughs> unraveled. Mm -hmm. She said Completely. that and he was done. He was done. He was a puddle of drool and mumbling. That's right. But haven't you heard him say it? He's like, my dad only gave me a million dollars and well, right. I was able to turn that into something. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> only a million. Only my a dad million. gave me oh a bus God. pass. He dropped me off at college <laughs> and was like, you cool? 
He didn't even come in. You know how some parents like stayed for the weekend and they like got a hotel room and all that stuff. My like, dad no. pulled up in his conversion van, got <laughs> my shit off at the cu- at the curb, and was like, "You cool?" I was like, "I'm cool, Dad." I my mom was like, "I gotta go set up my classroom." So okay, you good? Because half of this stuff goes back home with me. I was like, "Is this mine or for your student?" I'm confused. Oh no, we set up your room, and you know these markers are mine, and you can. You're good. Okay, fine. Here's some. Here's a couple of coupons. Those old country buffet. And um, I'll see you soon. Until until you get your food card. See, I went to school in the city, so they didn't give me shit. I woke up to go to college like it was the same school day from high school. Nobody gave me a goddamn thing. My mother wouldn't even do, she wouldn't even help me with my um, financial aid form. She said, just sign my name. (laughs) It's fine. Like, so I don't understand this privilege. Um, But this, but that is not, that melted him down for the whole thing. But then... Hillary hit him with the one-two Alicia Machado punch. Papa, you called him Miss Piggy. You called him Miss Housekeeping. Da, 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 da. And then, oh, for the oh, first God. time in a whole presidential, um, uh, in any presidential campaign in the history of ever, this motherfucker was up at three o'clock in the morning on the toilet tweeting about this girl having a sex tape and telling the American people that she had a sex tape. Then he that went. Was cocaine. <laughs> that was cocaine. Howard what? Dean said it was cocaine. It was and I, cocaine. I am totally with Howard oh. Dean. Yep. It was. So, yep. It's like he was sniffing. I was like, are you have a cold? Is that an allergy? Look, what, are you allergic to your hair? Yeah. Like, what's he on? was so hyped and his lips were so dry. It was either cocaine or Molly. Don't ask me how I know the symptoms of these things. But I feel confident in saying that it was either <laughs> cocaine or Molly. Now, I'm not going to tell too much of my business. But that's what I saw with you my can hear eyes. His mouth open. There was like a crackle <laughs> because when his mouth would open. Like <laughs> I it was just so dry it was, in there. It was, it was really, it was really dry. It was crunchy in his mouth. <laughs> and, then, and then he said, and then he used like a, what was that big word he used? Something about underdeveloped. It was so large that I was like, oh, oh, oh. Oh my God! See, star on his chart. Look at Donald. I'm <laughs> a gold star for you, Donnie. I wanted to tweet him like this. Oh, bless him hard. Bless him hard. He used that oh. big old word. <laughs> I said, "Look at the big old words she's using." I was like, "I thought when he said it because she like then went on a huge trampet, you know, using lots of educated words, and you could see the smoke coming out of his head. It was like oh, a God. cartoon." When when she said um, racial, imp- when she said implicit racial bias, I thought Ooh. he was gonna do. I thought we needed a whole priest. His head, Linda Blair, three six feet. Right. I thought he got possessed. I said, we need a whole Catholic priest to exercise the demons when she started because he didn't know what she was talking about. He just heard the word race and just started sweating. <laughs> Amarosa wasn't around, so he didn't know what to do with himself. He was like, where's my, where's my resident Negro? Where is my resident Negro? I need him to explain this term to me. What does this mean? And, and unfortunately, Donald, none of your resident Negroes knows what it means either. Uh, but he has had a very bad week. 
very bad week. The um, I believe Marla Maples leaked those tax returns from 1995. <laughs> the Washington Post and New York uh, Times have just and Newsweek have all been like fuck Donald Trump. Like they've been on a fuck Donald Trump campaign tour. Um, the uh, Newsweek just reported that he did this event today with veterans where he said, oh, you know, I mean, some of you veterans get PST, PST, PSTD or what is it? P PTSD. Get only PTSD and only the weak ones get it. That's right. You know, you know, he says oh. some shit like that. Um, he, but, I mean, uh, he, you he implies you're cheering for him, but you can't be surprised when he says shit like that. He, he implied no. that Hillary Clinton is cheating right. on Bill. Like, he knows this for a fact. Oh, he just did so... He said so many things. Done so many things. And people... In like a 24-hour 24 24-hour time span. Like a 24-hour news cycle. Like, more stuff happens. You have new stuff to talk about every day. Every... That's, not even that's every cocaine. day. Once again, that's cocaine. It's he every just, hour. <laughs> The mouth is just running. It's it's not connected to anything whatsoever. That's cocaine. Cocaine, cocaine, Molly. And I have to say cocaine because he's not even happy. He's <laughs> miserable. <laughs> so it can't be Molly. Like he's really miserable. We gotta do um, Chappelle. Cocaine is a powerful drug. <laughs> um, the state of New York has revoked his um, charitable license. They gave, sent him a cease and desist order. It was like, you will not get another dollar for this charity that's not registered with the state of New York. And why the Washington Post had to tell you he wasn't registered with the state of New York. State of New York is completely Hello. foreign to me, but okay. So all yeah. of this has been going on with this campaign. Hillary's numbers are hella up. She look at is the doing. What didn't the Tribune today go in for flipping Jill Stein or whatever? No, or um, they the Chicago Tribune is um, uh, rooting for um, Gary what? Johnson. Gary Johnson, uh, the gentleman who did not know where Aleppo was and right. who also could not name one foreign leader. <laughs> right, he has no international, no foreign policy. I no. had some leather Aleppos back in the day. <laughs> they went real good with my Zeke Cavaricis. And oh um, so I had Aleppo? a size 10. <laughs> Aleppo? My leather what Aleppo. What is that? He says. It just says so much about like, where, I have no words. Probably why I'm just, I'm just stuttering. I can't because it's like, let's pick a candidate. Let's just split and divide the vote. And then people are like, oh, I'm not going to vote out of fear. It's not really out of fear. This is beyond fear. This is beyond fear. Fear is, oh, I don't want somebody's son to be president because his daddy was president. Okay, that's fear. This is not fear. This is literally someone that you would not want to babysit your sick cat that could see good out of one eye and walk backwards <laughs> in the circle who you knew was headed to death anytime soon so you're like anybody can watch him because he's going to die anyway you wouldn't yeah. want him to watch that favorite pet of yours right at all so how is it we want to put him in charge of some really important things i don't know our nukes our pipelines our foreign policy 
So Absolutely. yes, yeah. It's, this is the that is to me. People are posting all these, you know, uh, uh, very articulate reasons about whether they're not voting or why they're writing in a vote. And then people then accuse other people saying, oh, well, you're not, you know, you're not paying attention to the election. Even if you weren't even paying attention, if you just listen to his sound bites in a row, it should make you want to vote for the other person who's probably definitely more qualified than he is. That's all. Right. Well, or your dog uh, or a write-in for your family pet. Or like that damn cat. You could. I'd rather have a write-in can, <laughs> candidate for the the, the pet. I'm, I vote for cat dog, cat dog right, or SpongeBob. Right. SpongeBob. Um, that's it. But to um, your point, Tamara, um, uh, the mother of all blackness, Angela Davis, actually agrees with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Angela Davis just came out a few days ago and she was like, I'm not so narcissistic to say I cannot bring myself to vote for Hillary Clinton. She did this article. Um, it was posted in the Root on, on the Root's website. Uh, I think it was a HuffPost article where mm-hmm. she um, says that, you know, I have my problems with the Clintons. I have my problems with Hillary's policies. But I also am not so full of myself that I cannot see the importance of voting for her in this election. I kind of want to go post this article on the wall of every one of these little millennials I know. And I probably shouldn't talk about the millennials because I may, much like Hillary, I may need them to be successful. But (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) Um, somewhere along the lines, especially with black millennials, the message got lost about the importance of voting your interest and not Mm. voting your feelings. That's, Mm. I mean, that's every campaign. It's always Mm. like an emotional sort of situation. Um, because, and when we work on campaigns, when we think about messaging, we're, um, you can focus on the issues to a certain extent, but again, it comes back to how people feel about it. And that's why Hillary's having a hard time because people don't want to have, like I said last week, they don't want to have a beer with her. They know she's competent. They know she's um, um, completely prepared. They know that she can do the job, um, but they also think, you know, she's the mom in the schoolyard that's like, hey, would you, why don't you come by and uh, we can have some wine and discuss things. And everybody's like, like Ooh, no. I gotta, I gotta cut my toenails or my, my dog's busy. toenails. You're busy. You're absolutely right. busy when she stops in. Cause you, you, I can, you can imagine yourself sitting at her house, like just eyes rolled back, just glazed over while she chatters on about, um, all the stuff she did or, uh, and she right. uses every single word in the, in the dictionary. Like she, yeah. Uses every like word Riley says in a boondocks. They talk just like this. <laughs> that's right. It's like, oh my god. But you know, that's that is. Uh, I, I agree with you. That's the problem that people are when feeling. I, They're not in our generation cozy and, with her. In terms and of our competence, though, feels oh, go ahead. Just like I'm sorry. No, our in our generation, 
you know, doesn't want to vote for her, like the argument, you know, on many pages has to do with her allegiances, you know, her political mm-hmm. and financial allegiances. You know, we're at this point right now where people are finally questioning the NASCAR money. You know, where does your money come from? Who do you support? Blah, blah, blah. And, but that also goes back to the Angela Davis article where she says, we have to look ahead at right. the fact that none of this works. This two-party system is, is broken and flawed. We need to figure out something better, period, so that you aren't voting basically apples and apples all the time. Absolutely. Right. And I mean, campaign reform really needs to happen, right? We need to limit the budgets. In some countries, they even do, the government gives you X amount of dollars to spend. That's all you get. You get a budget of this amount of money and bo- everybody gets the same amount of money and you guys make it work. And generally speaking, the person with the most foot soldiers or the most support um, from volunteers is the, the is the real winner, which, which makes a lot more sense. Um, right. I know in the UK, you have a finite amount of time. You can't do anything, any type of campaigning. I think it's, and it's not a long time. I think it's like two no, months or three, it's, one it's, month. It's like eight weeks. Yeah. In the UK, mm-hmm. it's like sport. it's. I don't mm-hmm. think it's more than eight weeks. Like that's this, right. this and, Shinola, and do we you do. Get it. You better do it, and that's it. And you, you don't get, because we're. I mean, people are showing up in in those um in in Iowa and stuff, a year out. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. this Shinola we do. This is too long. It's too exhausting. It's the the media is. It, I I find it funny because you know since I've been um you know, on my sick bed a lot recently, I've been overloading on, um, 24 hours news channels and stop it. That shit. So like literally like this is why I drink. So (laughs) I've been watching this shit. And today on one of my favorites on MSNBC, you know, the two pundits were like, you know, like we haven't talked about many issues in this campaign. Like we keep getting sucked into the drama, mostly Trump's drama, but the drama. And you know why? Maybe it's the media. Maybe we have to stop being distracted with this shiny object. <laughs> and we have to focus on the yeah. issues. Yeah, 34 days out. Thanks, motherfucker. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like bam. Who are you going to vote for? I, I, I guess, so I guess I'm grateful now. And you can tell from the Trump campaign, from all these, um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to say bimbos, um, but all okay. these wonderful women that he keeps dragging out that will say any goddamn thing. Just Let, anything. But oh, No, no, no. Let me say something about, because I was about to say, I, I almost wrote it in the script. And then I was like, no, I'm trying to be not such... Uh, a, a crabby person so I won't say this about the Trump bimbos but no I'm gonna say it any woman <laughs> listen to the sound of my voice people listening to the sound of my voice any woman that can look at Donald Trump's booty hole lip face Ooh. and support the orange <laughs> anus that is the mm. sound his face makes right <laughs> can support him your self-esteem is low and you need to go talk to somebody you don't love yourself and if you are a woman of color and you running around with a trump t-shirt you don't love yourself your community nobody i 
think these women are despicable and deplorable, but then I get sad. I'm like, girl, she don't love herself. Kelly and Conway don't love herself. That's these right. women no. don't love themselves. They're frightening. They don't. they don't, they know they're not making sense and they just keep talking. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's just like the blah, 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 blah. But Mr. Chuck, <laughs> but Mr. Chuck, Katrina Pearson, do you know that one? Oh God, Katrina Pearson, who she's is almost so... a Muppet. I think she's a Muppet. She, she might be a Muppet. I believe she's a Muppet. I believe really? she's a Muppet. And when I look at her, I think she's green. Like, I think she's green and fuzzy. Like yep. she's not real. Made out of felt, for sure. She's not real. And when you look at her mugshot with her original nose, you know she has a whole lot of self-hate going on. Oh. Oh, poor thing. Because it didn't even work out well for her. She has a bullet um, necklace. I don't know if you've yeah. seen it. Yes, I've seen her bullet necklace. Mm -hmm. And then she said <laughs> she did colored a bullets. Because you don't want to just yeah. go like plain old steel. You want right. to really just have she it match every it outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she said um, she would put the fetuses of aborted babies around her neck. If the <gasps> political, mm -hmm. if the politically correct media wouldn't say something, she tweeted something like that. She's a actual Ooh. psychopath. Let's move on real quick because I want to get through two more of these first sip points before we start eating these finger sandwiches because <laughs> we have some big ish kate to talk about. Mm -hmm. Another thing, Washington Post reported that um, the federal judges have ordered. Uh, investigative probe into Wisconsin's voter ID laws. Mm -hmm. They have, there are, um, the voter suppression is real right now in Wisconsin. There are, um, real, real. DM, DMVs are actually just refusing to send African American voters their cards and poor voters their cards because mm -hmm. um, they need this special card to vote. And they're not, then they're like, oh, you'll get it in eight weeks. Well, that's after the election. So now they are actually being investigated. But it's kind of one of those things where the federal courts are ordering the DMV to investigate itself. So good luck, Wisconsin. <laughs> well, and they found, I think after they changed all the laws, they have not found one or they found one case of potential voter fraud after they did all this shisey stuff and so. it was a and it was a white guy i think i read it was this white guy who voted like seven times or something right for paul yeah, wire mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like so it wasn't even a person of color it wasn't right. even someone that was poor it wasn't even any of the people that were being targeted and marginalized so Sit and spin, Wisconsin. Sit and spin. Because you suck. You should be ashamed. Yeah, yeah. And Wisconsin so has shame. such a, a dark history with this stuff anyway. This is just right along the lines of what they do. <sighs> yeah. It's and weird. it's just it's so depressing. But on a lighter note, there are eight cities in the United States that just abolished Columbus Day. We Ooh. did too. Go Philly. I am listen, my and, and my technology has turned on me, so I cannot pull up the list. I need to see the whole list because I need to 
shout them out. Here it is. Albuquerque, New Mexico, Lawrence, Kansas, Portland, Oregon, St. Paul, Minnesota, Bexar County, Texas, and Darko, Oklahoma, Olympia, Washington, Alfia, Alfina, Michigan, have all abolished the celebration, the celebrating of Columbus Day. I find that brilliant and it makes me giggle and tingle on my inside parts wow my inside inside parts they do a tingle every time columbus day is abolished in the new city i get real randy because it's (laughs) super sexy that's what i'm saying to you right now i know we just actually added two islamic holidays on our school calendar too Shut the front door. That's progressive yeah. as fuck. We did. I we like it. Two, two Muslim holidays will be included as a day off this year. See, uh, Chicago is equal equal opportunity. Um, they don't celebrate. Nobody gets nothing off ever. <laughs> well, actually, you guys get a two weeks off for Christmas. Yeah, oh, so yeah. Like, yeah, you get two weeks for Christmas. You know, we don't get anything. They let us off the day before Christmas because in the East Coast, it's all about the Jewish holiday. So we still get Pulaski Day and horrible Columbus Day, right? Wait a minute. How much time do you get for Christmas then? We get two days. <laughs> like if Christmas I'm not lying. If Christmas, if Christmas is on a Monday, then we get the Friday before Christmas. That's when it stops. That's when vacation starts. Wow. And the kids That's go back cool. the day after New Year's Day. If it's on a Sunday. If that it's is, on a Friday, then you get an extra day. Maybe you go back Tuesday. That wow. is crazy town. Crazy Like, my daughter town. was off today because of Rosh Hashanah. So, they were off Friday through today. Yeah, there were no there were no Jews at the workplace. Um, well, no, yeah. But, I mean, right. We're, our whole school system is off. The public school system. Like, in New York, when I, when I started teaching New York, we had all these extra holidays. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I guess every district gets their days off some kind of way. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Let's get into it. I don't even know which one of these things I want to start with because I've been angry for like, y'all know I ain't eating no carbs. I'm hungry. And then <laughs> bullshit keeps happening and black people keep embarrassing me. Uh, let me throw out because it's three of them. I know I only said I would talk about two, but it's three of them. And I tried to hold the one until the end, but no, I'm going to hold that to the end. I'm going to hold that to the end because I was so, I'm just embarrassed. Um, so Ian Levanzant, fixer of all Negro Americans, did a three part series on um, demystifying or the breaking down the mythology of the angry black woman. Is that because DMX almost kicked her ass? <laughs> I, I, hey, I don't I mean, know. I'm just throwing that out there. I could see why she had to turn, flip, you know, change topics because he was going to fuck her up. Uh, yeah. So now she's focused. She stopped <laughs> trying to fix crackheads and now she's fixing all black women. Um, so she did the series and I made sure I watched it to see if I really would be as angry as I was going to be. And I Ooh, was. You watched her? Of course you were. I yes, was. Right. 
Yeah, of course you did. Yeah, you so, want to go ahead. You know, I know I literally almost picked up the large 56 inch screen TV and was like, fuck your life and almost <laughs> broke it. Like it was it got real, real ugly. So I watched it. Now it was you women are acting out and people think you are angry. Go oh. in this room with this with this um punching bag and these toys and beat out your sorrow share your pain so it was mostly her exploiting women who are really very broken for her own ratings which is cool they all do it you gotta clarify what kind of toys because there are some toys that no it wasn't even a good sexy kind no it was little nerf bats and shit like that like like she didn't even give anybody no louisville sluggers like break this ball bitch like it was nothing good (laughs) Like, it was nothing that would actually get my frustrations out. But okay. But here's the most egregious thing she did in this. So she trots out these Negro American Black African men. It's about five of them. Negro American Black Africans? Yes. I just want to be clear. Yes. Negro American Black African men. She trots these Negroes out. And... All of them, well, four of the three are like, I date white women. And I date white women because you are imposing, you black women impose your your independence on me. You always asserting your independence out here in these streets. Always talking and shit. Just just (laughs) having opinions and stuff. You black women always out here going to work and telling me you can't cook because you go to work. And then it was the one brother who burst into tears. I've wanted to love a black woman, but every time I try to love a black woman, she projects her pain about what some other man did to her. I'm not your enemy sister. Mm. And this would be compelling television. It would be it would be compelling. I'm sorry. I've already it would be uh, Makala. Stay with me here. <laughs> okay. Don't change Ooh, the okay. channel. Damn it. Okay. Okay. I'm here. You have to oh. face this. This would have been Ooh. compelling television if I didn't know it was a load of horseshit. Uh-oh. Right. And so she gives. So what she actually ends up doing is giving fodder to the mythology of the angry black woman. You're single because you're mad and you haven't forgiven yourself because your daddy was a snake. You are single because you were too loose, but yet you're single because your snatch was held too tight. Like she did. Like this was her whole thing. Isn't she single? Oh, Yes. Please tell it. I mean, but yes. she does, you know, they'll give her benefit. She does, you know, talk about why it is, but this this shit, this chicanery was just like toxic masculinity hate on the screen. It was just nasty. It was hard to watch. I can't point it. Yeah. So, ladies, mm-hmm. the angry black woman. I'm go. one now. <laughs> I'm so right. angry oh, right now. Oh, I'm, no. I'm, I'm so pissed. I was just like, what? Now I am angry because of that damn show. God right. dang it. 
like it's like I wanted to shoot daggers to that TV. I wanted to find all the motherfuckers on a dark corner and be like this. I this turned incredible like? Hulk green. Like I was in here like Rawr! Hulk smash. Like it was. I've never been so disappointed in black television in my life. And there was like six white women who only date black men going, yay! <laughs> it was, that was their audience. This, that was her audience. Her audience were all of the broken black women who want help but don't know how to work it out for themselves. Taking that toxicity in, taking in this belief that it is their fault that they have pain and they have suffered and blaming themselves and then going, getting their, their children's nerf back and beating on the couch like that's going to save them. Lord. Well, and, and she was know, looking they, for answers from another, from men who hate them. Like I, I was, I thought, <laughs> what a, how, how are you, how is this helping them? Like this just confirms why they hate those motherfuckers. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, I was, like, if I was in if I was in a room with any of them Negro colored American men, I would have hated those motherfuckers too. They made me angry. I, I was like, it's, it's like putting <sighs> like putting somebody in a room with a bunch of cheese and you telling them that they shouldn't eat it because it's bad for them, and the cheese telling them, yeah. Don't eat me. I'm terrible. <laughs> you smell like shit. I mean, what the hell? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I was just like, what type of bad therapy is this? Like, this is like therapy that makes you go take pills and kill yourself. I was like, that's what this is. I was like, there were a couple of, there were a couple of women that I was like, these girls are going to need to go to some, see some yeah. serious counseling and take some pills. Like, there's a, there was a few women in there that they had had some trauma that required real counseling and medication. Right. Right. They needed some real care. Like, right. they were really sick. And Ayala Not- put her in the hands of men who hate black women. Yes. I, tomorrow, yes. I think that is an absolutely brilliant observation. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Here, hold on to this 20-pound weight. Hold on to this real quick. Right. It's the saddest like, thing ever. And then like, what, what, like, if they're like, you know what? Fuck you, Ayanna. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the channel. And then you got Steve Harvey. Oh, you know what? Oh, All you need to do is you. close your legs. Man, you know what? Ooh, don't get me started on Lips Harvey the first. <laughs> oh, don't God. get me started. Hey, wow, wow. When you get the milk for free. Mm. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, like all your relationships overlap. I need you to start counting I mean, the years and the ages of your children, and to stop giving advice because they all overlap. Just, you just stopped cheating on women thirty seconds ago, and right. I'm fairly certain if the right skirt comes along, you will fall off the whole wagon. Because oh, you was that if I want to, please. He'll be writing books about me. You know, like, whatever. Like, this think like a man. No, think like a human being. Right. Think like like a real soul. Like an actual... Think like a person. Yes. And and seek out people, men, or or whatever your preference is. Seek out people that think like people. Like, him, now now T.D. Jakes is on television telling women they ain't shit. Uh, (laughs) It's like... 
It's just like a lot of people. And the thing is, we already are told through media, through everything, that we are not. You know, that we right. are not important, that we are not. You know, you can look up, pick up any dating book. Black women are the most unattractive to all groups of men. I mean, it's 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 like all over the place. And for it to come from, like, when she literally was like, let me think, let me think. What can I do to help these women? Oh, I'm going to put them across men who hate them. Yes. Yeah, that that'll heal them. Like that's, I don't even know how anybody at, at that show went to sleep with a clear conscience, not waiting to see if somebody had really off themselves the day of the show. Because like it, it was, was, it was the worst. But <sighs> I have to segue because I, I want to get through this other one. Lord. This disappointing motherfucking black moment number duh. Really? I gotta get more angry than I am right now? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope you have a drink ready. I mean, like a hot toddy with your tea. Uh, Some bullet bourbon. So, okay. Nate Parker. Writer, director of Birth of a Nation, the story of Nat Turner. One of the greatest slave, who led one of the greatest slave rebellions of all time. My personal hero, one of my personal heroes from that period in history, Nate Parker, uh, allegedly, well, uh, I don't know if alleged is the right word. Back in 99, when he was at Penn State, he was um, uh, accused of rape. He and his um, bestie and roommate at the time uh, they were accused of rape. Um, they were tr- they were arrested and uh, tried. Uh, Nate was uh, acquitted, mainly because the testimony uh, that he had all had a previous sexual encounter with the young lady um, made the jury believe that she may have consented to sex with him. However, the jury did not believe that she consented to sex with his friend. So his friend was convicted and served time. The friend was then um, released. Um, His trial was overturned. His uh, conviction was overturned because they made a case for um, he did not have sufficient counsel. And the district attorney decided not to um, retry his case. So. Fast forward to 2012, Nate Parker and his uh, bestie and now business partner start winning in the game of life. This young lady starts seeing it per her family. Now, this is the story her family tells. Her Mm -hmm. family sees him and his friend who raped her winning. Um, She sees this. We don't know her name. Her family has decided to keep her name out of the press to protect what's left of her reputation and her, her to honor her memory. And she commits suicide. Per her family, she never recovered from the trauma of the situation. And so she killed herself. So fast forward to last year at Cannes, Nate Parker debuts this film he's been working on for seven years. It's brilliant. Um, uh, Fox Searchlight gives him a record amount of money, $17 million to produce this work um, mm. to, to, um, for distribution deal. For distribution. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This is 
epic, it's astronomical, there's Oscar buzz about this film. All Negro African Black Americans are excited. We're like, yes, because you know, especially those who were us who were raised very militant and very black. Yep. We like yep. that turn of my so because you never thought for a million years anyone was gonna anybody was gonna make that story. We, I, no. really, I was really like that'll never happen, or it's gonna happen in some indie bootleg where like it, you can see that it's ketchup sort of blood, you know, right. like and a broomstick. Right, right, right. right. And it's, right. It, it's it's five dudes that went to college together trying to act like thirty um, and just cutting and changing clothes quite a bit. Um, but to see it on this scale, so we're all excited. Yes. Then yes. the the family leaks the story. They're like, hold on, this yep. motherfucker, this motherfucker is winning, and the world needs to know what's happening. So, fast forward to last night. Dun dun dun. <sighs> now, okay, transparency, transparent moment. I am a rape survivor, so I had decided that I was not going to support this film. I couldn't do it uh, because just the facts of the story made me believe that he got away with rape. And I can't support it, so I had decided not to. Um, my bestie was like, I really want this film to do well because I want to see more films like it. And we all know how the business works. Yeah. If it bombs at the box office, we'll never see anything like it again. So he had made an arrangement with me. He had made a deal with me. He said, I will pay for it if you go to this movie with me. And then I will donate to a battered woman's shelter of your choice. I had agreed to it until last night. Last night, Nate Parker gets on 60 Minutes with Anderson Cooper, or as I like to call him, that Vanderbilt boy. That's right. Mm -hmm. And he cries, but he cries for himself. I know the girl killed herself and I'm sorry that happened. But I am innocent. I was found innocent. And I am not going to apologize because I have nothing to apologize for. Yeah. yeah. Then he gets on Robin. He gets on Good Morning America with Robin Roberts this morning. And he says, she says, so, you know, let's kind of talk about it. He says, didn't you see my 60 minute episode? last night he's I like i made that keep, album you didn't hear it i i don't <laughs> want to keep rehashing it yeah well i mean can't we just talk about how this is bigger than me this is bigger than anybody it's about this film it's about everybody coming to see this story now if anybody listening thinks i'm exaggerating go listen to his 60 minutes and gma interviews mm -hmm. Now, I have a whole pot boiling inside of me right now. But what are your thoughts, ladies? So, from what I understand, the story is... Um, so, he had slept with this girl before. Um, some say girlfriend, some say, um, you know, that they were just sleeping together. But, you know, all those lines it was are college. blurred. It's right. college, mm -hmm. right. It was college. Uh, but so he sleeps with her and then he calls a couple of his boys to come. He calls the, the bestie who um, also uh, who ended up in jail and he calls another dude. 
third dude is like, ah, oh, nah, man, you know, I the same, the same, uh, how I'm feeling, you know. And I, I was listening to a podcast from some other um, gentleman called uh, "Where's My Forty Acres," and mm. they mm-hmm. they were just talking about like they remember those kind of activities in college where dudes are running trains or trying to run trains or she's fucked up come over here you better come get some and they were just like no uh we didn't want to participate in it and they were like yeah do you remember when your girl got too messed up and she was even falling all over people and start dancing on the tables and stuff and you went and told her to sit her ass down or mm-hmm. one of the dudes told a story about he locked one of the girls in the room and his boys were like, mm-hmm. man, you better quit it. And he was like, man, she ain't ready. You know what I mean? Just he took care of the girl. And mm-hmm. so I, consensual, all, all of that aside, if you know somebody is messed up or somebody's not in their right mind, and if you, you don't have to be in love, you don't have to give a shit about them, but the humanity of it tells you, you got to look out for him or just your your desire to not be in jail or, or, or whatever it is, you know, uh-huh. you stop that activity right there. You move it along. You make the party refocus. You don't uh-huh. let the drunk girl like fall all over the place and take her clothes off. It's not funny. You move. No, it's, 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 it's a very responsibility. It just is. And we've Period. all done it for. We've all women. done it I've, I've right. yes. for women, men. You know, exactly. I've I've taken. I mean, I have been. I've gotten calls. You know, I don't know where I'm That's at. Right. There's right. people out here. There's boys trying to get in. I don't know what's going on. They could be however. I have dragged myself into very uncomfortable places, and I've been, you know, drunk myself. And and things have happened that, yeah, that they should not have happened. And I was. Totally. It did not have anybody take care of me in that situation. But it made me very conscientious about what that is. And I'm going to tell you, the testament, the fact that somebody left and literally said this isn't cool means that something went down. Right. 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 The fact that somebody left. And so this is my thing. You could say all you want, but it goes a long way to say, look, I was 19. They can't reopen the case. They're not going to like send you to jail you have right. been exonerated right but you can say look i was 19 and i took advantage of somebody i blew and it. it was terrible and yep. if you think that her family's gonna come running to you for a civil case because they can if you say that publicly you should be man enough to take that too person enough i don't want to put a man against it you'd be person enough to take that responsibility too, whatever they ask for right. whatever Start because let me end this Just right. put some money right. in the bank. Start it now. Because right. right, right is right. Just say you right did right. wrong. And the fact that you are writing a movie about somebody who did something so dangerous and so right at the same time that people thought he was out of his righteous mind. Like the fact that you were doing this film about this person and what he stood for and you were standing on the on the pinnacle of this story, standing in the opposite plane of what he would say to you. Because that's that that's I think the, the, the makes it even sadder. Is you're bringing this amazing story about somebody who sacrificed themselves for the greater good, period. Right is right. Drew people together. And didn't it, didn't they say, I think in a part of the film, I think this is what Gabrielle Union was talking about, is mm-hmm. that 
um, the rebellion started or his real rage started because somebody was raped. Somebody it, in her, her character, her character, her character who has raped. no lines. Mm-hmm. And, and she's so traumatized her, by the rape mm-hmm. and she had that she cannot speak. And that is the catalyst for this um, rebellion. Yeah. The irony, the absolute, it's just, it's just disgusting. He had so many opportunities to write this ship. He has so many opportunities to just eat it. Just be like, uh, you're right. I, um, something went on that night that shouldn't have happened, but to Before, just be like, right. To, to hold on to the, mm. I went to court. I was in court. I went to trial. People tried me and I'm innocent. That is and then to, totally and then to defend your friends. You know, Anderson Cooper was on his his ASS, and it was like he said, "Do you think it's right for your friend to be involved in the film, even though he was convicted?" Mm-hmm. Um, well, doesn't he deserve a chance? Yeah, I mean, he the, his case was overturned just because your case is overturned because of it. That's a technicality. That was that's a technicality. A issue, that's not an issue of of of, of innocence. It's a technicality. Right. Technicality, like well, the reality is he got off. He got off on the technicality as well because there mm-hmm. was in 1999 if you went to court as a woman and you had had prior sexual uh, intercourse mm-hmm. or activity with that man the judges were going to call you a whore and dismiss you it yep. couldn't be rape if you had consented ever it, uh, ever right so ever. in 1999 he got off on the technicality as well so yep. <laughs> You know, there, there. We all wear many hats on this phone. We've all done many jobs, and I just don't know who his, who's working with him. And Kyla and I were talking about this before we started recording. Who did not tell him? Who didn't sit him down and say, "Look, you go on air and you say this." I was mm-hmm. 19 years old. She was 18. We were kids. We all we made mistakes. I don't believe I did anything wrong. But I do accept that she felt that I did. And I and I, I accept that she felt injured by my actions. And I will never forgive myself. And I apologize to her family. If anything that I did made her feel like she was destroyed. Yeah. Right. And I could have gone and, to and see the fucking movie. Just a terrible... It's like, who's your publicist? <laughs> awful like because awful. It's, it's a statement because what you came off as being very arrogant and dismissive um, and then he and keeps bringing up jesus let me i, I gotta say this oh, too and then we're gonna yeah. move on because we only got a couple of more minutes so we can wrap this up um and and, and he kept he every every interview i'm a christian man and i'm 36 now and i'm a christian no you're not a christian you don't you're not a christian because if you were you'd be able to admit even if you don't feel like you did anything wrong, you would be able to admit that somebody else felt you wronged them. That's what an apology is about. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It matters how the girl that's dead felt about it. Damn right. Asshole. So I will not, I am the Negro American colored black woman that will not be going to see Birth of a Nation. I will not support Nate Parker. I will not support this film and I cannot support anything that he does. I think he's disgusting. I'm supporting you like, 100%. Yeah. No. <sighs> I, I mean, I know that when it came out, I was like, mm, 
Mm-mm. And I just waited. I said, well, yep. maybe yeah, he'll right. say something that'll really change my mind. Because, you know, I usually hey. post stuff about all new black movies, everything black, love black on my page. And I po- I love the fact that he, you know, got the money on his own. He raised his money. He cast some beautiful brown people to tell his wonderful story. And, and 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 everybody can go on and on about the timing of when the information came out. I mean, that's like a Bill Cosby trick. It's just, Ugh. I don't care about the timing of it. I don't either. The fact is, it, it's information and it's real information. This is not knock-knock squirrel information. This is a real incident. Right. This this involves real people. And he should a have young a lady real is publicist. Dead. And he should have talked to some rape survivors. And he should have... He should have done his job. He should have done some due diligence. He should have gave a fuck. But, I mean, it, it demonstrates his response to the question. I, You know, I'm glad he didn't polish it up because he didn't even care enough to do that. You know, if he got hold of somebody smart, they would have they would have guided him a little bit better. But this is the truth. This is him. This is the truth. This is his truth because it's mm-hmm. not polished or or Mm-mm. is very much who how he feels and mm-hmm. you know anytime you send a cross from anderson cooper and he's looking at you like really dude like that i just felt like his whole demeanor he was not letting go of that issue he was like really no. like he kept giving him no. opportunity after opportunity to apologize and he, everyone he's like no no i'm fine i'm good i can't i okay. went to court i went to court. you know what i oh. can't I yeah. Let let us get this last embarrassment out. Um, mm-hmm. We had some other things on the agenda, but we ran a little wonky today. So we will get to these things next week because they'll still be pertinent because they're <laughs> kind of fabulous. Unfortunately, the shiggity kept us from talking about the things that were happy. But I must end this call in honor of one of. I think all of our heroes, Muhammad Ali, we have to pray for his soul because I know he is in heaven right now throwing chairs at clouds because Layla Ali, his eldest daughter, the light in his eye, his, his seed mm-hmm. did. His junior. In, that was his, his junior. junior. Layla yeah. was really his junior. Right. Um, right did an interview with the Huffington Post. Um, It was reported by the defender, the Chicago defender as well, where Layla said, well, I can't support, I refuse to support the Black Lives Matter movement because like every life matters, right? And because, well, um, you know, I have sponsors and, you know, because of political correctness, I don't want to offend anyone. And she said, what is, what is a post going to do anyway? And what is a post going to do anyway? So, um, my dear friend, Adaye Moon, um, came up with a, a place, a fictional place called the Island of Misfit Negroes. <laughs> where we send all of the Negroes who offend our sensibilities to live out the rest of their dark Negro days. Iyanla, Nate, and Layla, I cast you out on the sea in a boat (laughs) to 
to the island without a Miss, paddle without a paddle to uh -huh. the island oh. of misfit negroes and and rudolph will not be bringing you back like that mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. once you go you're done you're there with clarence <laughs> thomas ben carson what's that oh. sheriff dart that that is all at all the trump rallies um like it's it's there's so many michael Steele, don lemon like it's a whole sea of you misfits and layla i never thought layla i never thought that you would oh, be God. cast and off what is she, and julie what is she thinking because there are like kaepernick he's getting sponsorships because of it. he's selling more jerseys than anybody in the nfl like Really, if it's if you want to go really down to dollars and cents, people really do appreciate you living up Being to honest, your truth. To your truth, yeah. but really saying I can't really say shit because I might lose some money. Who the hell wants you to sponsor to be over any of their products? I don't. Uh, I don't want you, you selling like, butter. <laughs> you just look like a lemur. You like this? She yeah. is just a whack as fuck for that. And I know all the other freedom fighters. Well, the free, other freedom fighters in heaven are looking at Martin Luther King too. Like, what you? Why you ain't talk to your kids? So I know that now, oh now Martin and Ali have to have dinner in heaven at their own table because the other freedom fighters won't talk to them because of their trifling ass, ridiculous ass kids. Oh, it's I'm real so, sad. It's upset. such an opportunity, too. It's a real opportunity. And, you, I mean, there's levels of where you can go in. I mean, isn't it like LeBron, he won't he won't take a knee, but um, he's still with them. I mean, there's ways you can go in. But the um, fact that she's a, but this is another version of her truth. Now you know. Right. Now you know right. who she is. Here, here's it. the thing. Um, little Layla and... How do I say it? Anytime Beyonce is a bigger freedom fighter than Layla Ali, Ouch. we oh. know that the world Ooh. is topsy-turvy. And we are living in the end times. That. I know it. I was so impressed with her. I'm telling you, Beyonce, I never gave let, Beyonce a minute. Baby, but Lemonade, I was like, I was out here putting beans on my phone. Like, <laughs> I was out here. I was in the beehive, bitches. Because <laughs> Lemonade is everything. All right, girls. We have to wrap this party up. Oh, it has been fun. wonderful riffs. Yes. Join us next week for a brand new installment of High Tea with Carla Stillwell and my gang um, co-host. How can the listeners get in touch with you? Real quick, what's your Facebooks and stuff? Uh, my Facebook is Makayla Blaze, and it's spelled like Machilla. We all know it. M-I-C-H-I-L-L-A. And the last name is Blaze, B-L-A-I-S-E. Please look me up and, and give me a shout out. Yes, and mine is Tamara Anderson. Um, please, on Facebook, and that's T-A-M-A-R-A-A-N-D-E-R. -A -A -E and I always ask that S-E-N or S-O-N. It's S-O-N. And you can also um, connect with me on my um, webpage, too. I always talk to people there, too, which is www.tamara-anderson.com. And you can get with me at High T, um, my blog post, which is 
www.hitblog.wordpress.com. You can catch me on Facebook at um, forward slash Carla.Stillwell. And um, I am Miss Stillwell on Twitter and IG, Instagramming. And you can also get me on at Miss Stillwell on the Snapchat. And that is how you can get in touch with me and you can get in touch with all of us. Once again, here's our announcer for a few reminders so you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for High Tea with Carla Stillwell and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PCR High Tea. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, wish the listeners a good night. Bye, bitches. Good night, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Download new episodes of High Tea with Carla Stillwell every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chulo Radio archives. New episodes stream via poppychuloradio.com every Tuesday, every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern slash 7 p.m. Pacific. Good night.